You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the APC podcast, AcmePackingCompany.com, part of SB Nation, Vox Media. Why not shout out the whole corporate umbrella they keep the lights on for us so that we can talk green bay packers with you fine folks all the live long day speaking of such chatter just ahead we are set to preview packers at patriots with our guest this week the one and only pod vader at the real pod vader on twitter jay soderberg founder and co-host of the next fan up podcast lifelong patriots fanatic and noted drew bledsoe truther <laughs> Follow the show at the APC pod on Twitter for all of our goofy shenanigans in bite-sized form at Zach Rapport. Hey, that's me at Ben Foldy at Alex Patakis is where you can find us individually for much less focused nonsense. Uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your gym teacher, tell the person in the car next to you to roll down their window so you can tell them to listen to our show and, uh, just send them my Twitter handle so I can handle any any fallout from that, I promise. One note before we preview the game, we recorded this a few days ago and I was pretty sick. Had to dial into the studio, so apologies for the, the audio outcome there, but we soldier on nonetheless. Okay, enough blather from me. Now let's get on to the business of previewing Packers Patriots with our guest Jay Soderberg of the Next Fan Up podcast. The number you dialed to... Company. Jay Soderberg is a Patriots fanatic. He's the creator of Next Fan Up, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Real Pod Vader. He's here to have some fun talking about Rodgers versus Brady, part two, and probably the final time that we will get to see this matchup. Uh, coming up on Sunday night. Jay, thanks a lot for a couple minutes, man. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Part two. Where, where, where's part one? Uh, there's definitely a part one a couple years ago that I remember. I think it was 2014 at Lambeau. 2014. All I remember is like Jordy Nelson just making a mockery of Jarrell Revis, Mike McCarthy coaching his best game, but you know, you've done a lot of winning since then and we've done none. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going, I was going to, if, if you wanted to do that, I was going to go back to a game in 2010, which was the last time the Packers were at Gillette and Dan Connolly, the offensive lineman had a 71 yard. Kickoff return, <laughs> which I that was uh, a, uh, we remember that game fondly, oddly enough, because it gave us the courage um, we were we were heartened by the fact that we could hang with the Patriots with Matt Flynn, and then uh, obviously good things came to us after that, uh, going on to win the Super Bowl. But that that loss was supposed to end our season, and then I think Deshaun Jackson changed that with a punt return touchdown uh, against the Giants. I, I remember it very well. Um, anyway, Jay, um, trade deadline is gone. Pats didn't do anything, right? No, the Pats were you know 
rumored to be making all these trades and didn't. And I didn't know that the Packers were in the trade market and as sellers and sold. Yeah, they uh, shipped off Clinton Dix, Ty Montgomery, who people talked about getting cut. And when I was, when we were all basically like looking ahead and thinking, oh, Montgomery's going to get cut, it would have been very Bill Belichick for uh, Montgomery to land with the Patriots, um, disclose all of our non-secrets of our predictable offense to uh, to him in preparation for this game, and then catch like a game-winning touchdown to to basically end the Packers season. Mm. It would have been Bill Belichick. Bill Belichickian. Although I will say, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, when I was doing my recap on the Next Fan Up podcast with our Chicago Bears super fan, I had mentioned when Tony Michelle went down with an injury, I was like, you know, it'd be very interesting if the Patriots did sort of a Ty Montgomery with Cordero Patterson uh, and tried him out at running back. I mean, they mentioned how he's huge and nobody can bring him down. Uh, it seems like he'd be a better Ty Montgomery than Ty Montgomery. Uh, and sure enough, he, he ran the ball last night, but I don't think he ran it as well as Ty Montgomery did when he was at his prime. Yeah, not a present present memory is excluded. Yeah, <laughs> although I think a Ty Montgomery in New England would be better than Ty Montgomery in Green. Like, my fear was more so that it would then expose the Packers coaching staff when someone who really knows how to use a versatile weapon like that has them in their hands. But instead, they could just use Patterson, I guess. You know, you mentioned that you have a predictable offense, and I was looking at some of the stats, and Aaron Rodgers is uh, is ranked fairly low in, in QBR, which I thought was kind of odd, because your team isn't doing horribly this year. No, they're putting up a ton of yards. I think they're, what, second or third in the league for yards per game at this point? Yeah, I think so. And they're, they were playing from behind a lot, which probably has something to do with that, too, because we've had mm. some fourth-quarter comebacks where we basically have to abandon the run, um, which is, I think, part of that, uh, which I'm not complaining about abandoning the run in Green Bay. Certainly, that's something a lot of people think they should do more of. Um, but uh, as far as the Patriots go, I mean, they're, I guess, still pretty banged up, right? right? Sony Michelle, I think, is supposed to miss the Packers game as well. Well, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what's going on with Sony Michelle because when he was first injured, I, I thought it was a torn ACL. They said it wasn't structural. He was week to week. And then he practiced late last week on a limited basis, mind you, but he was still at practice. So I'll be curious to see what the status of Sony Michelle is going into this week. I would imagine if he is healthy, he's not going to be 100%. Um, but even maybe a 90% Sony Michelle would help the run game. The Patriots certainly struggled against the Bills on Monday night. Uh, without a dedicated running attack. And Cordero Patterson had one good run, but that was about it. It, it, it. I don't know if we can count that experiment as a success at this point. Yeah, well, I know one thing that uh, often plagues the Packers' defense, and granted, maybe a different story under Patton, but uh, a good tight end tends to give the Packers fits, and they just traded their only really effective safety while inconsistent, haha, Clinton Dix. Uh, it, Gronk is is ready, right? Like I know he played last night, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, all, for all intents and purposes, he, he should be good uh, good to go on Sunday night, right? Well, uh, that's another question mark because Gronk has not been Gronk this season. And uh, when he, you know, mysteriously missed the game due to a back injury, I thought that was rather telling. He didn't do much in the Bills game either. 
uh, I saw a tweet from a former colleague of mine, Ross Tucker, uh, who was on the sideline for the Monday night game saying, I just saw Gronk. And as a man who's experienced back injuries before, something isn't right with Gronk. So um, I don't know. Uh, and there's no depth behind Gronk. Uh, Dwayne Allen uh, does not catch passes, hasn't caught a pass really with the New England Patriots, really more of a blocking tight end at this point. Jacob Hollister is the next guy, but he hasn't played, I think, at all this season. Even when he has been on the field, he got hurt almost immediately and was off the field just as quickly. So there's no depth. That's the one thing that the Patriots don't have going for it is they have no depth. If you guys really wanted to play dirty, just injure James White, uh, and then it would be all over. The Patriots would have no offense after that. Yeah. Um, who else? They have Barner, right? Is there other running back? Kenjin Barner. Yeah. I was I was weirdly going up against him in fantasy last night. It does. For me, it brings up, I mean, so we've had an ongoing question on our show about whether or not the Packers are actually good. And it <laughs> seems that the Patriots could maybe be asking themselves this question, or at least are the Patriots as good as they have been in recent years? And what's your answer to that? They're not as good as they've been in recent years, but they're still the best team in the AFC. And I base that only because they've already beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. But it's been a weird year in the NFL. We've talked about this on our podcast, how I really think there's only four teams. There's really only four teams to pay attention to this season. It's the Rams, the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Saints. That's it. Everybody else is fighting, and they may make the playoffs, but they're not going to do anything. They're not real contenders. Um, So... Uh, it's it's a weird year, and then, and then basically every team from five to twenty five could be replaced. Like the fifth place team could easily be ranked as the twenty fifth place team, and vice versa. It's just a strange year in the fo- in football where parity, you know, the parity that they've been looking for, it looks like they finally got it. But I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing. It, it makes it kind of boring. Uh, I don't find it exciting at all because the football that we're watching isn't really good football everybody's defense is struggling there. You know, the only defense that I'm seeing that's being really uh, having it really any success is the Rams and the Rams right now are, are in that struggling phase too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Dante Fowler helps the Rams, but the nobody's got a defense. Everybody's sort of middling. Nobody's really running away with things at this particular point in time. I guess people are really hyped up about Kansas city because you know, the young gun gunslinger there who reminds people of Brett Favre, but um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting year in the NFL for sure. So let me ask: If the Packers beat the Patriots either convincingly or closely on on Sunday, does that make you reevaluate, or is that fluky? No, it doesn't make me reevaluate at all. I actually think the way that the Patriots has made lesser quarterbacks look like Aaron Rodgers. I think you're going to finally see <laughs> the real Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's going to stand up on Sunday night. I'm a little concerned about that. Actually. Um, the Patriots don't really have any linebackers. So uh, I would expect to see, I know Aaron doesn't seem to like throwing to Jimmy Graham, or is that just a bad perception on my part? Because uh-huh. if he does, uh, Jimmy, I expect a big game from Jimmy Graham on Sunday night. Yeah, I, I don't think he doesn't like throwing to Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Um, Jimmy hasn't necessarily done a ton with some of his looks, but when when you know, I wouldn't say that he's 
he's not like a squeaky wheel that needs grease. He's he's part of a multifaceted offense and gets gets what he needs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been a little bit of fits and starts kind of getting him involved in the offense, but he's looked pretty good. Some of that's honestly on him though, cuz like it sometimes yeah. seems like he's not that interested in being a part of the offense sometimes. Well, it 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 it's good to know that the Packers running game uh, seems to be struggling. That is one of the strengths that the Patriots have. Their offensive line seems to be doing well against the run, at least lately. Uh, although if you can get to that second level, the linebackers are going to be in chase mode for sure. Uh, the secondary has definitely stepped up. I would expect that the, you know, I would not expect to see a lot of deep passing um, being done. But then again, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. I do like your wide receiving core. I think it's a fairly solid one. Um, so it's, uh, I do not, I do not have a lot of faith that the Patriots are going to come out on the, uh, out on top on Sunday night. I, and actually just, I, I do think that be, with the trade of Ty Montgomery, you might, this might be an Aaron Jones coming out game um, because those touches are going to go to him presumably, and that's going to take him up to around 18, 18 rushes and four or five targets probably. So it, it, it could be well be a Aaron Jones, uh, you know, 120 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown kind of game if, if, if New England can't account for him. Jair hmm. Alexander uh, seemed to have himself a game this past yeah. week. He, and was seemed a to, uh, monster. he seems to have himself a fan in Bill Belichick, although he's complimentary of everyone, so I guess we can't read into that, but I know at his uh, Tuesday press, particularly complimentary of people he doesn't like. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't there, there was one press conference where I just remember he kept talking up some player who obviously was not good. and I, It was like four years ago, but I <laughs> oh, can't. Oh, wait, so you think this is like his way no, of being I, like, No, not actually... in this case, but I do just remember there was like, it was before one of the Super Bowls, and he just wouldn't stop talking about one specific, like, who was like so forgettable player. Yeah, and an it was impact. just like, oh, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Jair has been outstanding. We spent uh, a large portion of our previous uh, episode just talking about him. And I know Belichick, I read some quotes about him uh, saying like, oh, you know, he's going to be an impact player in this league for a really long time. He's been a really pleasant surprise. And the fact that they traded down to get him and have an extra first round pick as a result in 2019, that part's pretty fun. <laughs> Are you guys basically resolved to looking ahead to the 24, uh, 2019 draft at this point? Because no. <laughs> I, I think they have a clear That's an emphatic. No, I, they have a, I, I, they basically beat the Rams the other day. <laughs> I think they have a clear path to win the division. If they, if they, you know, as long as there's no crucial injuries to Aaron Rodgers. nobody in the NFC North seems that strong. And I think this team can beat anybody. So I, I think they're just as in it as they were on day one of the season. Yeah, I it may, it may sound like we're just being like optimistic, but I mean, I, for every reason that Ben said, the fact that the Bears are the only team that seem like they have a chance to really like take this division at this given moment makes me feel really good. I mean, the Vikings are good too, and they could—they're fine. It. But I mean, like they—it's clear that New Orleans is in a different class than Minnesota, given their matchup uh, last week. But like the Packers, I feel like can play with anybody, and if they come out of this brutal stretch that we've been looking forward to with a loss of the Rams, a win over the Patriots. And they have a pretty soft second half of the schedule. Yeah, like I, I, I think I would be okay with that. Yeah, and the Packers, you know, earlier in the season, uh, I feel like we were all sort of look looking up at the Vikings and saying, oh, the Vikings are clearly the, the cream of the crop at the NFC North. It's just like, it's just turning out to be another one of those seasons where no one else really wants to win the NFC North. <laughs> It's like the NFC East, basically. I mean, it's like a bunch of crap teams that probably shouldn't be in the conversation, like come, you know, NFC Championship weekend. But 
also, like, who's going to rule out Aaron Rodgers in a in a winner go home format against any team in the NFC right now? Not me. <laughs> um, Jay, did you see uh, did you see that Michael Jordan promo for the uh, for the game on Sunday night? I've not watched it yet. Uh, I have heard it is uh, quite spectacular. <laughs> well, I was just curious because I don't know, like, if people. I mean, obviously, as Packers fans, we're very, very aware of the GOAT conversation. Um, and the fact that Michael Jordan recorded this promo for Sunday Night Football uh, was interesting that they're marketing this game that way. Although, the, you know, I understand for viewership and that. But like, do people, do Patriots fans even think of Aaron Rodgers as like a threat to the title of GOAT? I'm not trying to have that no. debate, but like, is it even something that they like, do they just scoff at it and like, <laughs> OK, buddy? Take your one. Patriot, Patriot fans will scoff at anyone that's mentioned in the same breath as Tom Brady. Uh, like, people could mention Joe Montana. And, <laughs> please, Joe Montana. <laughs> that's that's your typical Patriot fan. Uh, I, I am I am of the belief that Tom Brady is the best quarterback that we ever seen. And mind you, my favorite Patriot quarterback of all time is Drew Bledsoe. So, I didn't want to out you as a Bledsoe truther, but I knew that about you. <laughs> so I. Uh, I look at it simply as there's been no other quarterback that I have seen. And I've watched football, oh God, since 1984. Uh, I know I'm, I'm, I know it's not that long ago, but it's probably ages ago since you guys started watching football. It was before I was born. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I haven't seen any quarterback that's played as well as Tom Brady. And I have watched Joe Montana and John Elway and Dan Marino and, and, and those guys uh, play the game. So, I think, you know, ultimately somebody's going to do better than the next guy, no matter what, when that happens, who knows? But at this particular point in time, I don't see any quarterback, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, who for some reason people seem to forget is, is, you know, throwing all these touchdowns and yards uh, like crazy down in New Orleans. Um, Any of those guys that will surpass, Tom Brady with that particular title until Tom Brady is long gone. And Tom Brady has said he plans on playing for another two, three years. So has anyone ever confirmed that report that I think someone said Tom Brady told a coach or something that if, that if Aaron Rodgers had the institutional knowledge they have in new England, he would throw for 7,000 yards or whatever that was. I don't know, but I probably, I would, I would buy that. I, I think, you know, Aaron has been, and that, and, I, I don't want to speak too out of turn because I'm not the Packers fan, but from the outside looking in, it's always seemed like Aaron has been successful despite his coach. So if if Aaron had a better coach or even a better uh, group of weapons around him, uh, he would have done even better than what he's done so far to this point in his career. I mean, I think in terms of win-loss, that's almost definitely the case. Right. Just uh, even on defense, like things that Aaron has no control over. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. The countless uh, postseason games that they lost in overtime that he never even got the ball in overtime. Um, okay, uh, we want to get you out of here, but really quick, uh, before we do so, the Patriots are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, so would you take them? No, I would not. I will not give points, uh, not to Aaron Rodgers. I learned my mistake last week when I when I even dared pretend that my boyfriends of the NFC, the LA Rams, were we're going to win by more than nine points. (laughs) It's pretty clear to me that this game, I suspect that we're going to see a very similar game that we saw 
on Sunday night with the Patriots and the Chiefs. That it's going to come down to who has the ball last uh, and who is going to punt first. Um, except I think we'll see more punts in this game than we saw in the Chiefs game, where we only saw one. So that's sort of what I think. I'm I'm obviously going to take the Patriots because they're at home. This game we're in Lambeau. I'd probably take the Packers. I think I think this is a this is a game where the Patriots' weakness is their defense, uh, and it just happens uh, that the Packers did the Patriots a favor and traded away uh, their safety. It's possible. We'll find out. We we have to say that in the preseason prediction show that we did with a psychic, they told us not to take the Packers in this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to put that out there. What's your take? Five and a half. I would take the Packers with to cover? five and a half points. Yeah. Okay. You'll take the cover, not the money line? Might take the Packers outright. I, I feel good about the Packers, too. And I, I, I realize that it might be after an hour of trying to talk the fan base into accepting the positivity of the results against the Rams. But <laughs> I feel good about the Packers, too. Zach? Yeah, I'm taking the Packers to cover, and I, I think win outright as well. So, Jay, you're uh, you're on a Packers show after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, I would expect so. I will tell you that in the preseason, I did pick the Patriots to win this game, but I marked it. It was one of my uh, it was one of my yellow markings. So this was a game that I picked them to win, but could easily easily be convinced that it could go the other way. So. Yeah, I could see this. This is kind of a pick 'em as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Jay, we really appreciate your time. Uh, for all of those of you out there listening, you can follow Jay on Twitter at the Real Pod Vader and listen to the next Fan Up podcast. Uh, enjoy the game Sunday night. I think it's the last time we get Brady Rogers, although I hope not because the only other time it would happen is in the Super Bowl, and that would mean that we really turned our shit around. <laughs> so uh, appreciate the time, Jay. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, everyone. That is going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you to everyone uh, who gave us a new iTunes review after we asked so nicely in the last two episodes. Uh, those really do help. Thanks to our engineer, Chad Bernhardt, at the Craig Newmark School of Journalism for making our jobs a heck of a lot easier and making us sound at least a little professional. Packers Patriots is coming up. So enjoy the game. Eat a brat or two. Or if you're vegan, sauerkraut is very delicious as well. And uh, hey, not for nothing, but that's the official brat topping of the APC podcast. So, all right, guys, have a good one. And let's go Pack Go. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.